Welcome to Hope Renewed, helping you find new hope when ministry leaves you hopeless. The Hope Renewed podcast is brought to you by PIR Ministries. Here are your hosts, Tom Jameson and Sean Nemechek. Welcome to episode 62A. I'm Sean Nemechek. We're going to start this episode by going into the Wayback Machine and listening to a clip from episode one, where PIR Executive Director Roy Yankee talks about embracing God's culture of rest. In the passage that we read this morning, uh, we kind of get a glimpse of uh, God's idea of a healthy culture. So we live in a culture of hurry. We all feel it. Drags us down, whips us around. But in the passage we read, we, we get that picture of what God intended a culture that was rooted in him to look like in the terms of their patterns of life. According to the instructions that God gave in this passage in Leviticus, the observance of the Sabbath year involves several things. And this was something that Israel was supposed to observe every seven years. Side note, they never did. And if the math is correct, and some believe it is, that when God took Israel into captivity as punishment for their sins, and not just the sins that they committed in terms of idolatry and the rejection of the Lord, but also the sin of not observing the Sabbath year. You count the years up, they made up those seven years in the years of captivity. So God intended them to rest. And he had to take them outside of the land into a different land in order to accomplish that. So, it involves several things. First, the land must lie fallow and be given its rest. No plowing, no harvesting. The seventh year, the crops could not be planted, and those crops which were permanent things like grapes and olive trees and other things that were sustainable, were not to be pruned or cared for as they were in the other six years. The annual crops would reseed themselves, and thus there would be grain and the perennial plants would continue to bear fruit. But no harvests, in terms of the economic side of harvests, were allowed during the Sabbath year. The crops were not to be harvested for sale. This didn't prohibit the people from eating the crops that existed, the perennials, the things that were there without their work being added to it. In fact, all the people, especially the poor, and even the animals could eat in the fields, whatever the land produced. And as an additional part of this, rather than having the corners of the fields in which to glean their crops, the poor could eat from any portion of the field. Israel had been charged with the idea of not harvesting to the margins. And there's a real good um, analogy there for our lives. I find myself harvesting to the margins in my life a lot of times, right out to the edges, But God said to Israel in terms of the agricultural culture in which they lived, they weren't to harvest out to the margins, and that was to be left for the poor and anybody passing by, the travelers, the temporary residents. In the Sabbath year, the entire field was left, and anybody could eat from what was there 
without worry. All of this was to demonstrate that they lived under the providential care of God, that God actually was their provider, and that he would supply their needs. There's a pattern in Scripture upon which this Sabbath year is built, and which is a part of it. It is a pattern of work and rest. It is the rhythm of work and rest that's built into the creation from the beginning. I like the word rhythm. Some of us have uh, learned about and practiced spiritual disciplines. I like the word rhythm a little better. Rhythm is the ordered alternation of contrasting elements. And so the pattern, the rhythm that God established from the beginning was what? Work and rest. Work and rest. Contrasting elements. And it wasn't trying to balance those things because balance is stasis, right? Rhythm is walking into that ordered alternation that God has built in from the very creation. And so at its most basic level, this pattern of work and rest starts every day. Remember in the creation story, the pattern that we see? And the morning and evening were the first day. I have a hard time stopping my day. Deb and I have worked out with some bit of struggle on my part. The fact that when she comes home from work at 5 o'clock, and I'm still sitting at my computer at 5.30 answering emails and getting the next thing done, that she has the right to yell at me. And I'm working on backing that off. And knowing that there's this, this rhythm that needs to happen in my life daily, work and rest, there's a time to stop, to draw the line, say enough is enough. We all need margin in our lives. Margin is intentional space in our schedule, our relationships, and our budgets that allows us to rest and breathe. Margin reduces our stress load by giving us flexibility and cushion between our work and our limits. Here's a word of hope for you, Pastor. It's okay to build margin into your life. In fact, it's healthy to have margin, and it will help your ministry be sustainable for the long term. Build time for rest and connection with God between meetings. Build space into your relationships for self-care. Having margin in your life will make you a better, healthier pastor. You will be less stressed, more present, and better equipped to care for your congregation. Sometimes, margin means not trying to carry it all alone. In this preview of episode 62, Kim Hoke talks about how ministry doesn't have to be isolating and how having a little relational margin, a few people we can lean on, helps us through our darkest times. I would say many of our dark times were um, <laughs> didn't have to be so dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Say more about that, Kim. I, I, what do you mean they, they didn't have to be so dark? Well, I think... Um, again, you know, I, I was in this perpetual cycle of um, closing the door and appearing okay, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, and that's all I knew. And um, so, and when Rob said, you know, being pushed more and more into isolation, I think um, the irony of that, um, so one of the men I've tra- trained under, Dan Ellender, he says, um, 
we're meant for relationships and we, we all know that, right? We're meant and created for relationships and yet we are harmed in relationships and Mm -hmm. the only way to heal is in relationships. Mm -hmm. But when we get Mm -hmm. harmed in relationships, we think that what we need to do is get away from relationships and isolate more. And, um, that's a, that's a dangerous, dark place. Mm. And so when darkness or dark nights of the soul or the darkest times, as you said, they come and they do come and make sure we say they're plural, right? Mm. <laughs> um, it's a bit like being in a, a really dark room and all the furniture has been moved and you're, our, our tendency is to sit in the corner and stay and isolate and, um, eventually it'll get light or something, or I don't know, or we get up and we start bumping around, but we need someone. We need people to help us out. We're meant to navigate this life with others. And I think ministry tends to tell us differently somewhere along the Mm -hmm. way and um, that we're supposed to do it alone. And when the reality is that there's very few safe Spaces when you're in ministry or save people to get help us out of those dark times, but we need the connection. If we're going to continue, if we're going to stop that narrative of we Mm. are alone and we're not going to make it. So I would say hope in the dark time now looks very different than hope in the dark time years ago. um, And the places that we've been. And um, so now I'm in a rhythm of, I, I have people and I know who those people are and no matter how, ridiculous or silly or burdensome or annoying I feel um, I reach out and I let those people know where I'm at and what I need yeah. uh, because I know I can get stuck in my own story and my own narrative and remain there thank you for joining us on hope renewed please help us reach more pastors by sharing this episode with your friends If you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify, or your favorite platform for receiving podcasts. Thank you. This means the world to us. The Hope Renewed Podcast is brought to you by PIR Ministries. At PIR, we partner with God and the church in the work of pastoral renewal and restoration. Pastors, our goal is to help you cultivate new hope for healthy life and ministry. We do this by building relationships. We train both pastors and churches to promote a culture of ministry health. If you've experienced a forced exit from ministry, we provide a process of restoration for you and your family. We also have proven resources and tools to assist you in the challenges of ministry life. To contact us or to learn more about PIR, visit PIRministries.org.